Tash Show Podcast. And Jim, you've got a bit of an issue with a home invader. Yeah, yeah. It was about a week ago. I was just sitting on my couch in my living room in the middle of the day. And uh, all of a sudden, like I heard this big multiple bang <laughs> on my roof. And I was I thought at first a branch fell on it or something like that. So I rushed out and I didn't really see anything on the roof. And then I looked on the on the road and there was three geese and I was like did they do, like hit my roof as they were coming down or something like that so I didn't really know what happened and then the next day I pulled into my laneway and there's two geese chilling on my carport staring me down like they own the place <laughs> and then uh Saturday morning I wake up at seven I'm trying to sleep in and I hear I hear a bang again I kind of try to st- Try to close my eyes again, and I start hearing. <laughs> the geese are using your roof as a landing strip. And I go, so I turn on my camera here, Taz, on my phone, and started filming. And let's see. Sure enough, geese keep. Sorry, I'm swearing also too because they woke me up, but I was mad. Geese keep landing on my carport this time. The hell. Damn you, goose. It's sitting on the peak of my roof, staring at me, mocking me. His goose buddy over there is inspecting my chimney. That's there's hilarious. Th- and there's three geese just wandering around. Now, I like the nature. Uh-huh. I love the nature. I love the squirrels and the bunnies in the backyard. But, like, I, it's really annoying. I don't know what they're doing up there. If it's, like, a pre-meeting, like, spot they, before they hit... The river. They've laid eggs, maybe. <laughs> I don't think. You think they're they're I, nesting up there, Jim? I don't think they build nests outside the river area, especially not on a roof. I think it's like uh, like you know where you car you, you park your car up beside the highway before you take off to Toronto. That so little the carpool thing. I think that's what it's the it meetup is. spot. Yeah, it's the yeah. cool hangout. It's like at the at the mall. Uh, it's the Tim Hortons in the food court where all the old people meet before they go mall walking. <laughs> exactly. Right? The goose virgin, version of that. Yeah. And you know, you know, it's always like the stereotypical, you know, relaxing bird sounds is what you love to wake up in the morning. This isn't one of them. And that must be loud because I've had a squirrel on my roof before and I thought it was a full-grown human running around up there. Yeah. When you have something on your roof, it's loud. It amplifies it. So I don't know if I should put like a, I mean, I don't necessarily mind it. I mean, I don't want to be rude to the geese. I love them, you know, Canada uh-huh. and all that. But like, I don't, I don't know what they're Is doing. Is there something you could put up there like a, like a scarecrow or a something? A snake maybe. You know, you can put a, a fake s- snake, a snake near your pool what, what and it'll keep geese, stuff away. What are geese afraid of? I can tell you from firsthand experience, they're not afraid of cyclists in <laughs> Harris Park because they will come at you, yeah. those geese. Humans in general. <laughs> They're like little mini velociraptors. I think they're the. I think they're apex predators. They're at the top, especially if there are little baby geese around. Mm-hmm. Then you're in big trouble. They'll come. They'll get right in your face. Imagine waking up at that seven in the morning. I mean, it seems like a cottage feeling, but it's like right outside my window. <laughs> it's above your bedroom. God. <laughs> oh, we're asking how do you get rid of the geese humanely and couple suggestions. Number one, do not feed the geese. They will come back and bring their friends, Jim, <laughs> if you do that. Uh, we've got uh, a suggestion here. 
through text message. Hey, Jim, geese do not like their own reflections, so maybe put some mirrors up there? Okay. Phones are ringing. Go ahead. You're on the Taz Show. Hi, calling about the uh, geese. Yeah. Um, if you put yellow rope up a little bit on the roof, they won't cross over the yellow rope. Is that, how, how do you know that? It, because she used to own a goose nightclub. <laughs> and stand behind the yellow rope. And they would line up out front every night to get in. Uh, sorry, Goose, are you on the list? <laughs> because my cousins own a place up north, and they put the yellow rope across the laneways and across the yards, and they won't cross. That's interesting. Is it the color yellow? Yes. So it's kind of like they have the same weakness as... Uh, Green Lantern does. Is <laughs> that how that works? <laughs> the color yellow. Give Thank it a you try, for the don't suggestion. Fall off the roof. Worth a try. Yeah. yeah, don't fall off the roof, Jim. Maybe use <laughs> some of that rope one, to guys. tether yourself down. <laughs> yeah. Hi, FM 96. Hey, I got a goose uh, solution for you. A goose solution? Take some fishing line and just put it from one side of the top of the carport to the other, like a couple strands. And they'll know it's there, and they won't land because they don't. They want to avoid it, and it, they won't come anywhere near it. How do they see fishing line though? Uh, they just seem to be able to sense it. But I have, I put fishing line around the shore of my cottage, and they won't even come up out of the water onto the lawn. They just, uh, they can see it shimmer in the light. See, I, I'm going to feel kind of bad can. if one comes in hot, you know, waiting for that landing, gets clotheslined by the invisible rope. <laughs> Decapitates <Yeah>. itself. <laughs> that, that the death bad. of that goose will be on your hands, sir. You can okay. get charged I'll, I'll federally take, for that. <laughs> but Sunday dinner at Jim's is going to be delicious. <laughs> your, other, your other option is a fake owl. A fake owl. Other people say, hey, you should get a fake coyote and put it up there. Oh, that's what they do at uh, Caradoc Sands. They have them near the green so the geese don't uh, crap all over them. Another listener says, I golf at a course. They've got fake wild boars everywhere. Okay. So between the mirrors, the yellow ropes, the all the fake animals you're going to have up on your roof, Jim, it's going to look like a cross between Noah's Ark and Studio 54. <laughs> <laughs> And a couple uh, things of note today. Uh, it's the first night that there is a Tuesday Lotto Max draw. They've started doing the Lotto Max twice a week. What's the jackpot at there, Jim? $17 million, Taz. There you go. <laughs> so if you want to start gambling on the lottery twice a week, get ready for your retirement. Here we go. <laughs> a friend of mine said to me yesterday, he said, hey, we should buy some Lotto Max tickets for the uh, the new Tuesday night draw because a lot of people probably don't know about it and we'll have a better chance of winning. And I said, no, we won't. He's like, yeah, we will because less people are going to play because they don't know about the Tuesday night Lotto Max draw yet. I said, that's not how it works. <laughs> it's the <laughs> amount of numbers. <laughs> you dumb-dumb, we still have to match the numbers. It's not a 50-50. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So if you want an extra chance of winning uh, some some big coin today, play the Tuesday Night Lotto Max. Also, this is really cool. If you're looking for a place to go for lunch, today Pizza Nova is hosting their 20th annual That's Amore Pizza for Kids Day in support of Variety Village, the children's charity of Ontario. You can walk into... Uh, 
any of the Pizza Nova locations across Ontario, including the ones here in London, get a medium pepperoni pizza for only $4.39 plus tax. Limit two per customer, walk-in only from 11 a.m. until 9 p.m. tonight. And Pizza Nova will, will donate a dollar from each medium pizza sold to Variety Village. Isn't that cool? Four dollars and thirty-nine cents for a medium pepperoni pizza. That's crazy. And a dollar of that is going to go to help uh, the children's charity. So, Pizza Nova, great place for lunch, maybe lunch and dinner today, with their big "That's Amore" pizza for kids event. Fireworks or sex move? It's a good move. You're not kidding. That's a good move. Yes, giving away some fireworks for the long weekend as part of uh, part of the prize this morning. So we are going to play fireworks or sex move. Lee is our contestant. Good morning, Lee. Good morning. You got to be quiet because your wife's still sleeping. Yeah, she is. Yeah. <laughs> well, try not to get too excited here. I'll try not. When you hear the descriptions of these sex moves. <laughs> so Jim is going to give you a name of something. It's either the name of a firework or a sex move. You have to guess which it is. If you do it enough times, you're a winner, okay? Sounds good. First one, Jim. Bite your tushy. Bite your tushy. Is that a firework or a sex move? That's got to be a sex move. You are incorrect. It is a firework. 24 shots of awesomeness erupt in red, green, silver, yellow, blue, and pink explosions as, as they whistle into the sky. You can bet that bite your tushy will leave a lasting impression on your audience. <laughs> bite your tushy. <laughs> Next one. Tune in Tokyo. Firework or sex move? I'll go with firework. You are incorrect. Tune in Tokyo is a sex move that involves the act of twisting and fiddling with your partner's nipples as if they were radio knobs. Tuning in Tokyo, essentially. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Psycho ex-girlfriend. Is that a firework or a sex move? Psycho ex-girlfriend. Firework. You are correct. The psycho ex-girlfriend firework starts off sweet and innocent, and then this psycho erupts into a blazing aerial phenomenon. That's not a very politically correct name for a firework. Psycho ex-girlfriend. Well, they might have a stalking ex-boyfriend. Another different sure. one. They should yeah. balance it out. Totally. Charizard. Charizard, firework or sex move? Isn't that a Pokemon? Or Pokemon. <laughs> Let's go with sex move. You are correct. It is a sex move. I don't want to get into the details, but it involves lighting pubic hair on fire. <laughs> <laughs> and on do that, not try that one at home. Do not, no. <laughs> unless there is an extinguisher handy. And you know your fireworks display has gone completely awry if you accidentally do a Charizard on Victoria Day. No, Uncle Steve! <laughs> Finally, you got to get this one right to win here. Cock and fire. Firework or sex move? Cock and fire. Hold on, is it an N N or is it an AND? Is it cock and fire or cock N fire? Uh, I know that detail really matters, Taz. Uh, N, like guns N roses. Cock N fire. I'm going to go with firework. Yes, you are correct. The cock and fire, warning, shoots flaming balls. (laughs) Right on the box there is what it says. (laughs) 
shoots yeah. flaming balls right on the box? On the box in the big letters, it says, warning, shoots flaming balls. Okay. Which could pretty much go on every single firework ever. Yeah, that's that's yeah. the point of them. <laughs> that's enough for the win. Congratulations, Boom. Lee. You and maybe your wife, if she's awake by then, are going to have a great Victoria Day weekend. And if she's not awake, you can always bite her tushy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're going to check out some racing in Grand Bend, and you're going to the fireworks here in London. Yes, Monday night, 20 bucks a car load if you didn't win your way in. And here's one for the lame excuse Hall of Fame, Jim. Okay. A man facing a racism lawsuit says he can't be racist. His dog is black. This story is unbelievable. We got a black lab? <laughs> 78-year-old guy named John Naisbit, school bus driver in Utah. Back in February, listen to what he did. He closed the doors as a biracial 14-year-old kid was getting off the bus. The kid's backpack got stuck in the doors and he started driving off anyways. Oh, lordy. So the kid's backpack stuck in the doors. He drags the kid about 150 feet before he stopped and opened the doors, let the kid out. Now, the kid's mom is suing John in the school district, saying he did it on purpose because he's a racist. She pointed out two other incidents where he's been accused of racism in the past couple of years. John says, I'm not racist. Look at my dog. He's as black as can be. That <laughs> is the craziest thing I've ever heard. He can't be racist because his dog is black. The mom's not looking for money or anything. She just wants the district, the, the school district to take some uh, discipline, disciplinary action against John and for some criminal charges to be filed. Isn't it funny, though, that you can drag a child by his backpack 150 feet and not lose your job, but if you're potentially racist... You should like the guy's clearly a bad driver aside be, from the racism. He should be fired anyways. Like he dragged a child by you can see 3 feet away from you the backpack is in the door. Right. And the child is screaming. It doesn't matter the race of the child. You should be fired if you are dragging kids alongside your school bus. Yes. This just pads the stat of your case to get this guy fired that he may also be racist as well, but he should be gone regardless. But he drags his dog alongside the school <laughs> bus too. And he loves that little guy. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't hate children. <laughs> Here, I found the news story. A Utah mother is now suing the school bus driver who she says intentionally dragged her son. She claims that bus driver did it because he's racist. Yeah, video from the school bus shows the 14-year-old's backpack gets stuck in the doors as he exits. The bus starts moving, dragging him several feet as students look on. In a civil rights lawsuit, the teen's mom claims he was targeted because he's biracial. I was glad he didn't kill him. I was glad he didn't go under the wheels. Would you say that you're racist? Not at all. No. Look at my dog. He's as black as can be. <laughs> okay. Oh, oh, my God. <laughs> I can't be racist. My dog is black. Well, I'm racist. Look at my car. It's black. My truck's black. I'm not racist. <laughs> Time for sports. Here's Devin Peacock. There's uh, good, bad news. Uh, we're not going to see uh, Robert Kraft uh, getting a little, uh, you know. <laughs> what, Dev? Robert Kraft, the owner of the New England Patriots. Yeah, we're not gonna we're not gonna see his happy ending. The 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 second uh, to use your old your joke you made at the time the second coming of uh, Deflate Gate will not oh, be coming goodness. after all. 
Uh, the uh, his lawyers. So he, he's being caught up in this uh, sting in in I was going to say in London, in Florida. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wish it was in London so we could have a juicy story. But uh, in Florida, okay, please do not use the Stop. term "juicy story" when you're describing Robert Kraft <laughs> getting a happy ending. He, he was caught in this uh, sting in Florida at a massage parlor, and uh, in Florida they have these they have these laws where pretty much everything's uh, free game in terms of. 911 calls being released, video being released, all sorts of evidence being released. That's why we have so many Florida man stories. His lawyers stepped in to block the release of the video that he was captured on, and they were successful yesterday. A judge ruled in their favor that when they were going for the search warrant that ultimately resulted in the video... The uh, police and the uh, district attorney and the judge who approved it did not do enough to minimize the invasion of privacy of other customers, some of whom received only legal massages. So now his lawyers are going to move to uh, drop the entire case because without the video, you've got virtually nothing against him. Does anybody really care? He's a single guy in his, what, 70s? He's getting a massage. Getting well, a little something extra. The, the the fact of the matter is these women were being held there against their will. They were brought in from another country and they were living in the massage parlor. It was a human trafficking case. So I think people do care on that level. Yes. Absolutely. In terms of a, a court case, I think the damage is done, right, to Robert Kraft. Like, how are they going to – and I, I don't like using this term uh, – <laughs> Penalize? How are they going to penalize Robert Kraft any more than he's already been penalized? Because his reputation has been damaged because of this. Guy doesn't care about money. Would he be going to jail? Probably not. So it's it's the criminal record and it's the financial aspect not happening. But in the public eye, everybody knows what Robert Kraft did or they assume they know what Robert Kraft did in that video. Well, not only that, like while he was fighting the video, he has not denied that he received sexual acts for money at the spa. See, I'm I'm just saying he didn't hire the women. He didn't bring them over. He just went there. Yeah, he well, didn't he's own the your business. Su- he's the reason they do. That. I know, yeah. I know. But I mean, realistically, all the money that's going into this to bust Robert Kraft, it should be directed at the. If he owners. was having an affair with a waitress. Or sleeping with a waitress or paying a waitress who voluntarily was sleeping with him to get gifts or money. I think it would be a different story. But the fact is, this is a human trafficking ring. And he was, in one way or another, supporting it. Yeah, I don't think he was the focus of it. He just got caught up in it. I mean, if if you want, there's a, it's a different conversation if there's a business where people are there by their own volition and two consenting adults want to do whatever. Yeah. That That's a different type of conversation than this, where it is a human trafficking thing. Where they don't speak English, they're in fear for their lives, they can't leave the spa that they work at. It was pretty brutal, the way that these women were forced to live and what they were forced to do by these people. I just I just hate the Patriots so much. I was kind of hoping the video would come out. Just, just you know, like, screw you, Robert Kraft and the New England Patriots. Well, you said at the start of the the segment here that you didn't want to see it. Well, see, that's a good... See, no, that's you would have watched it. I said, well, I would have watched it. I would have allowed other people to watch it, just put you another... You would have watched it. That's why there's it. good, bad news. Good, bad news, depending on how you look at it. Good news in some cases, bad news in other cases. Other... I Either way, no Robert Kraft video for us. Looks like Robert Kraft is going to get off again. Not going to have to face the penalty of community service 
and five thousand dollars. That was the fine he was facing. Yeah, the guy I mean, is worth how much money, Jim? Six billion or so. <laughs> I like in, in some European countries where they scale up their fines based on how much money you make. So if a guy makes a million dollars a year, uh, a speeding ticket, which would be $120, is now $6,000 Yeah, or it's a percentage like of your income, yeah. right? Timu Salani had a like a six-figure speeding ticket in Finland. Like, mm-hmm. It was like $600,000 or something. $5,000 was the fine that Robert Kraft was facing. He, he probably spent two or $300,000 in legal fees just fighting this. <laughs> you would probably, think. Probably, yeah. Just because he doesn't want to do 100 hours of community service, that's the big punishment. Because he's only got about, let's say, 70,000 hours left. <laughs> <laughs> he's no spring chicken. That's a lot of hours. I don't even know how many hours he's got left. Well, hopefully he's not going to spend many of those hours in illegal massage parlors. <laughs> oh. I want to see you peacock, cock, cock, your peacock, cock. Devin Peacock is here. He's still riding high after that Kawhi Leonard buzzer beater the other night. I am. I've watched the shot I don't know how many times. Oh, yeah. Fast motion, slow motion. The sound of it when it first hits the rim is the weirdest... Bonk! I've never heard that sound in basketball before. It's an it's a it was, it was a weird sound, but even just watching like the crowd, like just the way everyone erupts. <laughs> yeah. I have read I don't know how, I I read all, like all the Philly newspapers yesterday because I wanted to see what they were saying. I read all the national guys to see if they had something interesting. So I read what, what was Philadelphia saying about it. You know what they were uh, they were taking in stride. I mean, the Kawhi Leonard made made a great shot. They weren't taking any uh, shots at Toronto. A lot of their focus was well now what comes next because Jimmy Butler is a free agent. Uh, Tobias Harris is a free agent. J.J. Redick is a free agent. And if they sign all of those guys, eventually they have to sign Ben Simmons. So they're in a tough spot because they could be way over the luxury tax with just signing four guys. And are these the four guys you want to bet on going forward? So Philadelphia's in a real tough spot. Then there was uh, some... It was, it was interesting because Rajon Rondo, who played with Jimmy Butler a couple of years ago in Chicago, was on ESPN after the game, and they were talking, and um, Paul Pierce was saying how, well, if Jimmy comes back and Rajon just cuts in and says, he's not coming back. And they never followed up with him. Like, hmm. how do you know he's not coming back, but he's a former teammate? Maybe he knows something no one else knows. Uh-huh. But if he doesn't come back, Philadelphia gave up a lot to get him. And then it almost becomes a thing where you spend a lot to get them. Now what do you have to show for it? Nothing. So it was just interesting to see the reaction out of Philadelphia. But also, there's even physicists who are like getting into this just because the shot itself is like a one in a billion type of shot. And so they're like, there were people were asking them, can you calculate the chances of making this shot? And one guy was saying, well, you can't really do it because you need the temperature in the <laughs> arena at the time. You need to know how sweaty his hands were. You need to know the exact trajectory of the shot to calculate it. But he said, you know, normally it's basically a one in a billion shot because people have been trying to recreate that shot yesterday and virtually no one can do it. No one could do it. Well, Vince Carter couldn't do it 18 years ago either. Saw so a lot of side-by-sides of... Uh, that shot, which uh, is eerily similar situation when Vince Carter uh, missed the shot 18 years ago that Kawhi made on uh, Sunday night. If you compare the the Carter shot to the Kawhi shot, the one difference I think for for Kawhi that actually helped him, it made it more difficult, but it helped him, is Kawhi hit a taller defender in Joel Embiid 
in his face as opposed to Carter, which forced Kawhi to shoot the ball even higher, which helped with those bounces, Mm -hmm. which led to it going in. It increased the degree of difficulty, but it also, in a way, made it more likely to go in, if that makes any sense. (laughs) Just everyone in the crowd and the faces. I've, I've watched that video, and you just pick a different person each time in the crowd and watch their face and the reaction when it goes in. It's hilarious. Yeah, and the defender's sad face as he puts his hand up to his uh, hair. That's just a terrible... Because he flew right by him as he tried to swat it. And uh. I had friends who were there. They had they were taking videos of people like, celebrating. They were saying like the ground was literally shaking. People were so excited. <laughs> I, I have to point out, I'm going to share this on the FM96 Facebook fan page. Our Kells were at the show, and I, I tweeted, I retweeted a thing the other day, and Max, the singer, is going crazy when the shot goes in, but you got to watch Watch the guy beside him because he has his phone up and he's recording Kawhi Leonard's shot. And the moment it hits the rim, he looks over and puts his phone down. And he's like, oh, man, and doesn't realize it's still bouncing. So he has he had the shot on his camera in the moment and then moved away thinking that it was being rejected. (laughs) Well, it did take like 13 minutes before it dropped, (laughs) right? (laughs) Imagine that, though. Like the most iconic moment in Raptors history. You're there, you have your camera on it, and you turn away too soon. (laughs) When's the next round start again, Def? Starts on uh, Wednesday for the Raptors against Milwaukee in Milwaukee. That's the Taz Show podcast. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And remember, you can tune in on the radio, 95.9 on the uh, dial in the London area. That's FM 96 or FM 96.com.